911, what's the nature of your emergency? Welcome back to the Tactical Living Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Walton. Today, we're going to talk about how to daydream the right way. So just sit back, relax, and enjoy today's content. The whole reason that I'm recording this episode is because I had a very good friend of mine send me this long voice message, and they're talking about, in detail, this incredibly vivid daydream that they had, and it was enacted from start to finish, and even up until this person's death. This daydream was so vivid in detail that every point in between the main events of this daydream were even filled in by this individual. And what that tells me is that this particular individual has an incredibly creative mind, which I didn't need to be told. This was something that I already knew. And as this person is talking to me about this daydream, and we're going back and forth with our thoughts on on why this daydream even, even took place, I thought it was incredibly important for me to point out the fact that although there was the death of somebody inside of this daydream, it in no way means, usually, that we have any ill feelings or any ill will on a particular individual when we have a daydream like this. And I'm going to share with you a very vulnerable story because as the wife of a police officer, I would be lying to you if I said that I didn't several times in the past have very similar daydreams. And they're the kind of daydreams where I'm picturing an officer, and it's usually an officer that is a partner, a friend, somebody that I know of my own husband, walking to my front door with that blank stare of death on their face and then walking through the process and and everything that would need to take place, everything I would have to do if my husband died, even down to the details of having to get rid of the horse because I can't take care of a horse by myself and I live in this giant house and it's just me and these three dogs and my mind goes a little crazy, right? I have a, a very, what I would deem intellectual and creative mind and so having daydreams like that, it's something that is realistic, and it's something I've thought about in the past. And I want to make it a point to say that it's definitely not something I've dwelled on in the past. But being the realistic person that I am, I think it's important for us to have the, the mental capacity to be free within our thoughts. And a lot of the times, it doesn't mean that you ever need to share that with somebody. But I do recommend that if you don't have a confidant, um, doing something as simple as having a journal and writing down not only your daydreams, but the dreams that you remember when you wake up as well. Now, this doesn't mean that I, I'm hoping for my husband to die. This doesn't mean that I ever want to see the faces of those two officers walking up to my door. It just means that this is something that happens when I'm awake and subconsciously and consciously the two, <laughs> the two cognitive abilities meet. And then I, I'm able to kind of process what that might feel like. And it was the same instance with this friend of mine. It was so detailed. It was so detailed and she felt guilty about having had this daydream at all. And it's important for us in that moment to be able to distinguish between the reality 
and what it is that our subconscious is picking up on. Of course, your subconscious would pick up on the fact that everywhere around us, we're seeing so much harm inflicted on our officers. And there is a possibility that something like that could happen. That does not mean that having a daydream in this way means that it's going to happen, nor does it mean that anybody would ever wish for that to happen. But I think it's very important for us to understand our daydreams, for us to understand not only our daydreams, but our cognitive abilities, our mind is such a powerful tool, and yet most of us aren't using it in the right way. And what I educated my friend on was that when we have these thoughts, and mind you, a daydream is nothing but a a combination of a significant amount of thoughts, our thoughts create emotions. And we know that that happens because chemically we have shifts that take place, and then our emotions cause actions. And in my friend's case, this was such a vivid, detailed daydream that she was sobbing in real life. She was sobbing because of how detailed and how much she felt the experience of that daydream. Having something like that happen to us, we can't control when that takes place. Our mind is this constant processor and it's picking up on information throughout our day. Imagine having something like that happen to you in a time where it just truly wasn't appropriate and you couldn't you couldn't control those actions you couldn't control that chemical shift but what we can control is the very start where those thoughts take place and it's important because when we get that deep inside of a daydream we can let things play out but we can also edit and alter because we have control of those thoughts especially when we're in a daydream and instead of going to that picture of the two officers coming to my front door. Maybe something as simple as shifting my way of thinking and having it be a pizza delivery man instead. Everything that would take place thereafter would be null and void. It wouldn't exist in my mind. And it's important because we do have so many people who get caught up in the emotions and the nuance of having these daydreams that it does affect their actions in dramatic ways. And many times, the truth is not the same as the story that we're telling ourselves. And I'm going to say that again. The truth is not necessarily the same as the story that we're telling ourselves. So in an instance like this, I think it's important for us to understand just how powerful our thoughts are. Because when we have a thought, and it doesn't necessarily, we could set the daydreams aside. Let's pretend that you have a thought And that thought is that you want to have more energy when you wake up in the morning. You want to lose weight. I know with the holidays coming, we just had Thanksgiving. That's something that's probably on the top of many people's minds. But if we're dwelling on all of the negative nuances of it, if we're dwelling on all the things I just ate, I'm not very active, I don't, I can't, I won't, then all that's going to do is create emotions that align with those same negative trigger words. And then what happens is chemically, we have shifts that take place. And then the actions are probably going to lead to something more of the same negative that we don't want in the first place. So what do we do about it? We think the thought, and then we conjure up all of the positive trigger words that we can think of. And we do it in the present tense. I am healthy. I have a nice body. I am capable And when we do that, we start to feel empowered. Right now, I start to feel empowered just by saying those three trigger words. Chemically, I can feel my spirits lifting. And if you do this on a constant basis, especially as soon as you feel down, you start to feel any of those negative thoughts, you have the ability to shift your cognitive way of thinking. And you have the ability to control 
everything that takes place as a catalyst after that thought. And it's important for us to understand that we can get creative with this. We can have our thoughts in our mind. We can have our thoughts that we share on paper that we type out. I have a Google Doc that I use as a personal journal. As a, I have several different ones that I use anytime I have thoughts, anytime that I come across information, things I don't want to forget. We can share those thoughts with somebody that we know, like, and trust. And when we do that, imagine sharing your thoughts of wanting to lose weight with your spouse. There are so many spouses that I talk to in my clientele that have never shared with their spouse that they truly want something. They want something better for themselves. And I think that's a sad place to be in where we have such a disconnect with the person that we live with, our partner. We're supposed to be able to share everything with them. And yet it's hard for us to have them take us seriously. Sometimes it's hard for us to be able to have the courage to be able to take our thoughts and to let them come out of our mouths and to share them because we're becoming more vulnerable. But the truth is, when we become that vulnerable, all it does is increase and improve our relationships. And when we do that, our thoughts trigger emotions, especially if you're sharing this with somebody else. You're feeding emotions off of one another. And if you're sharing it with somebody who is giving you emotions that don't sit well with you, then you're most certainly sharing it with the wrong person. And those emotions create these chemical shifts. And if you do this long enough and you drill this into your mind on a routine basis... I can guarantee you that the actions that are going to take place are going to align perfectly with the energetic thoughts that you set at the onset. A lot of times we get too lazy. It's not easy to put in the mental work, and I will tell you that firsthand. I've taken many classes and I've spent thousands of dollars to educate myself on different practices mentally. Could you imagine spending money to not produce anything else except for the way that I process and think about things. Might sound silly, but to you, to me, that is one of the most important tools that you can use because our brains, our brains are so powerful and we don't utilize them to the capacity that we have the ability to, but the way that we do that is through neuroplasticity. How do we improve our neuroplasticity? Just like that curl with your bicep, you do it over and over and over again until it gets stronger and better and bigger. And the same thing happens with our minds. The nuance to this is when we're not doing it in a healthy way. And when we allow things like the election, the coronavirus, maybe our jobs, our spouses even, things that are stressing us out, when we allow it to get so loud that that's the only thing that is consuming our thoughts, it's crippling. It's debilitating. Imagine for a second, and I don't have children, but imagine thinking the most horrific thing that could possibly happen to your child. And right now, feel what is taking place in your body. And then imagine the most successful and brilliant thing that could happen to your child. And think about how lighter you feel. That simple exercise is a perfect example of exactly what happens to us when we choose our thoughts. And I'm going to leave you on that note because you deserve to be able to hold exactly exactly what you want within your own lives. And the way that we start that, the way that we change everything is by changing what we choose to think about. Know that as you go about your day today, that I am holding you on my heart. I'm sending you so much love. If you could do me a favor, 
drop a review. It does great things for our show and our growth, which I am so proud of. And if you're not already, please join us in the Police, Fire, Military, and Families Facebook group. We would love to have you in there. And I am sending you a long, tight hug from my home to yours.